Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. <laughs> Tonight, we got them. Goldie and the Salt. And it starts right now. Oh, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of a typical disgusting display podcast for writers by writers who hate writing. Uh, Hey, how are you today, guys? Goldie, JC, how are you? Pretty good. I mean, I'm I'm good. I mean, the the stock market is up today. Oh, um, nice. If it if it hits hundred fifty thousand, I can tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> We're not quite there. <laughs> we got a little ways to go. Well, can I can I just say something? So can we talk? Can I, so so we agree in general on a time like we say. Let's record it at, at yeah. eight thirty, which is a reasonable yeah. time. It's still pretty right. early. I have two kids to get yeah. to school at eight, and um. And then everyone always like has something else on hey. the other end of it. Like they're so busy on the other end that we've got to. Can we start any earlier? Can we start any earlier? And let me let me just tell you something, Alec. <laughs> JC, cover your ears. Uh, I prepare. Okay, so yes. I don't I don't just I don't just waltz in here like you or Jimmy Fallon and go hand me all the stuff, guys, and let me just put my little impish mug on air and. And do the dance for everyone and get all the credit. Okay, Wait. I'm working like a fucking dog to get ready Wait, is, for this this, is this me you're attacking? Yeah, you and Jimmy Fallon. You, you both oh, just yeah, Fallon. think you can waltz in. You, you think, oh, everyone work really hard and write your 70 jokes. And then I'm so charming. I'll just muss my hair a little bit and get in front of the oh, camera and act like kind of like, get you. Act like, kind of like, like a 17-year-old who's just been woken up and told I got a test on Saturday. And I'll get there, guys, okay? But, like, we're all in this together and let's make it fun. It's not fucking fun for me, okay? I'm working my ass off among other things and getting my kids out the door so every minute you want me to get here early every second you're cutting against the quality you're cutting off your own limb which is the quality of the show which is what i have an eagle eye on and i'm the only one i'm doing it all myself. by the way i have a couple issues right off the okay. bat first of all you should have hit him with the danny smith by now i know i didn't want to interrupt there. him so first um, joke of the day first there, joke of the day i did not want to interrupt the rant oh, yes. only he was Second. joking <laughs> i know <laughs> second of all 
There was no first of all. First of all, we're not on camera. You make this big thing like I'm trying to look cute on camera. Well, there's no nobody sees this. Oh, they hear it. You, oh, they hear you're it. focused I, on okay. is the little do promo I look, clip and do making I look yourself adorable. look good. The whole do thing I look is adorable? Just, the whole podcast yes. is a setup for those internet promo right. clips for you. <laughs> do, is my sweatshirt very cool in Bermuda? It, <laughs> it is. is. <laughs> Does my hair look appropriately windswept and must? Yes. yes, but that is Hustled not the point. Just so. Household just so. <laughs> Bits of sand flew this way and that. Uh, anyway, yes, okay, I look great, guilty as charged, but that's not so what you this can, show you is know, about. But let's, let's wrap it up so you can run off to that next thing. <laughs> no, 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 that was JC. Sorry. And you're coming at me about that. I like JC it, though. is the one with the like, actual job. Me. Everything's good for me. I'll make <laughs> yes, it work. Right. I'll do it because <laughs> I just stroll in. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, are yes. we on? I'm ready to go. I love this. Whenever. Whenever's good. I like this voice for me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it totally. makes me feel like I'm not as angry as I am that you do that impersonation <laughs> of me, so I appreciate that. Oh, it's funny that you brought you brought that up, and that was all very funny, but I think a little bit of that is based on I sent you guys a photo earlier this week because I'm down here in Bermuda, as yes. our fans may remember, down here in lovely Bermuda. Likeable and, uh, and relatable. Likeable. Every, everybody's in Bermuda. So I, I did I'm in the middle to, of April. I, I happened to run into a high school buddy of mine here randomly who was really? also in Bermuda. Yeah. Whoa. Very strange. On the beach, pal. On the beach. Yep. And this was uh, a public school, right? A public <laughs> school that you guys went to? School oh, ties. Yeah. Concord Carlisle all the way. Um, yes, so I'm down here in Bermuda. We went out on a little boat ride, as one does. My hair got very windswept, salt sprayed and windswept. So I sent you guys a picture where I was sort of looking like uh, Peter Gabriel in the sledgehammer video. Right. Just my hair was going everywhere. And, and of course, as a, yeah. as a shot across Goldie's bow... I just put in like, oh, don't you hate it when this happens to your hair, both of you? And instantly, instantly, Goldie sends back, fuck off. And like, sometimes hilarious. Goldie doesn't respond to, to group texts for like a little while. But this one came back in an instant, fuck it off. And I, it, it made me laugh, of course. And then I was also thinking like, I, and I know you'll, you'll hate I'm bald. this. I know you're you're, very, you're, you're bald. You, this isn't but, a visual medium. Uh, no, I mean, except for the oh, promo now, clip that right. is so important. Now to it's you, not visual. Before about. it was visual. We don't yeah. know what's going on here. But what one of the things uh, it, that is so hilarious, one of the many things that's so hilarious about you, is that you have a genuine hatred and dislike of being bald. Like it's not a <laughs> bit. Like no. you're not. You know, some people try to embrace it, and they're like, "Oh, he looks more virile, and isn't he handsome?" Well, but you never took that bait. And of course, as uh, hopefully our listeners know, you wrote a fucking hilarious book, book. about that called "So You're Going Bald." Still available. If and you then the bald community. Funny, just left me hanging on a yes. post, and no. I hate it, which made me hate being bald even more. Yes. Because here was an opportunity to exercise our financial strength and show the yes. market, like you know how how you know when when certain uh, ethnic groups, like a, a movie comes out featuring them, that they all go see it because they yes. realize this is a moment for the community that we can us. show true. the world That's we true. should be on screen, yes. we're worthy of attention, we should be this, and the, and the bald people are just like eh, no. Fuck you. And so it's like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> 
Well, I will say, because we get a ton of emails and everybody mentions how hilarious you are because you are. Uh, yes. And I will say that the people that are writing the people that are writing those emails get this book so you're going bald. Because it's like the whole book is a Goldie rant and it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to say I appreciated just in that moment of that text, fuck off. I like it, 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 it be, I mean, I knew it already, but it became so crystal clear that like this guy hates being bald. <laughs> it's so legit. <laughs> like, well, it's just so funny. Truth be told, as soon as I saw the three dots you were typing something, I wrote fuck off. <laughs> and I do that every time I see you're typing something, just <laughs> because I anticipate that will be my response. And I want oh, to see that's it. A funny and joke. I actually just had to paste it in because it's I, I yeah, have so ready much to go. That I, yeah, no, there aren't much. any, no, there are no dots on a group text, but that's a funny No, thing. I mean, as so I've we'll said on previous it. podcasts, MBN, must be nice, it must be nice to, to toss all your hair. I mean, look at me, and I'm freshly shorn. It's like nice. I, I'm Sean. Because what, what ends up happening is I grow my hair and my beard out because it's like the last move. It's the, it's the checkmate move that you can do as you go, <laughs> I'm going to have this sort of End bizarre, game. yeah, but then every time I try to trim my beard, I screw it up. And I end up trimming more and more, and then I end up like having to start fresh canvas. <laughs> yeah. So well, you look, that, that's you, what you happened. Was I just? Yeah, it looks great. You look young. You look well, young. I mean, the thing is, <laughs> now my beard is so white that when I <laughs> oh, grow yeah. it, I look sixty. <laughs> it's right. So then when I shave it, people are like you look young, but only because they've seen the beard. If you didn't see the beard, yeah. I look eighty. No. But if you no. saw the beard, <laughs> it's a relative thing. <laughs> You know, so anyway, it's it's great. It's great to be oh. mistaken for Jeffrey Katzenberg. It's, uh, oh, it's whatever God. young boy dreams of. Take that bank account, though. Take that well, bank I, account, I, I'll I, tell I you. Don't, I don't even have that. <laughs> On the other hand, I didn't think of Quibi, so I don't have to walk around knowing yeah, that's that's my fault. Wearing that albatross <laughs> yeah. all day. People, people need just special internet videos they pay for to watch while in line. Okay, sure. Sure they do. Yeah, See how that well. goes. Yep. Good job, Quibby. Um, <laughs> Episodes yeah. are too long. People want to watch the credits sooner. Okay. Sure. Great, great business model. Yeah. Way to, way to go, Quibby. So we mentioned a couple times I am down here in Bermuda. And uh, Goldie, I think you've met my friend Nick Swan a couple times. He's the one that you have trouble understanding after a couple drinks because he's got sort of a thick Bermudan accent. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. A, a, a raconteur. Yes. A bon vivant. <laughs> oh, total bon vivant. A man vivant. about town. Just, yep. a, man just about the, the button that none of us have the guts to unbutton on the shirt, he does. <laughs> yep. Oh, I don't know how. He somehow stayed, like, physically fit while being, like, not physically fit for, for like, 35 oh, years. Imagine the one person who looks like they should be wearing linen. Yes, and he's doing it. So his name is Nicholas Swan. He's been one of my great friends for a long time. His We're staying at his parents' house where he still lives. And his father is named Sir John Swan. He was knighted by the wow. queen. Wow. And he was premier, which is the president of Bermuda from 1982 to 1995. So behind me on the wall here... It's just all pictures of Sir John shaking hands with Reagan, shaking hands with Elder Bush, shaking hands with Clinton, with George Shultz, with Colin Powell, with the, you know, British PMs, with the Queen, not shaking hands, but walking next to her. Wow. And it's just so funny how 
incredibly respected the father is and what a hilarious <laughs> bum the son my friend the son is he is just like literally everyone knows him on the island and every time i meet someone who knows him it's all just like an eye rolling session just like you stay with nicholas huh oh boy okay. what, what is that about well it's because he's like just as an example we had our good friend renata was here with us and she had to leave yesterday. And now traveling internationally, it's a thing. You have to get to the airport early. She had to get to the airport by noon. The night before... We don't know what time her flight was, so that means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So the, the flight's later. It's like two and a half hours Okay, later. but she, we didn't just, know that. It could have been right. like, while well, the flight's at 12.15. <laughs> oh, boy. The like peanut this. gallery out here. This All is because right, so, you don't prepare. See what I mean? And then, yeah. and then we're sitting here, and I'm supposed to let that go. Like, everyone listening knows what time but that's not 12 the relative point. is to, 12, and we're supposed to go like, 12? 12? No, we don't 12 know. is the important prepare. time. Prepare. The other time doesn't matter. 12 yeah. is the time to prepare okay. for, which I had prepared. Okay, I had Jimmy. noon in Sorry, the chamber. Alec. Jimmy Fallon, hey, well, I don't know. We're going to have some fun out here today. We're going to play Who Looks Like Who, and I'm going to goofily laugh at anything that anyone says. Oh, God. Um, so anyway, she has to be at the airport by noon. When her flight is leaving is not important. She has to be at the airport by noon. The night before, we're all, you know, tying one on getting buzzed, putting yeah. on a green sweater, as Goldie used Whoa. to say. So we're getting, you know, stoned and drunk, basically. And my friend Nick, all night, he's saying, like, you know, I'm, I'm, darling, I'm uh, what, time do, what time do I take you to the airport? My daughter, you know, like, uh, yes, uh, of course. Of course Swanee's going to take her to the airport. You, what the fuck do you think I am? Some kind of fucking heathen like you people? You know, so he's attacking everybody, bold claims. Come the next morning... His door's locked, could not be roused. <laughs> oh, no. Renata had to download an app, oh, a no. Bermuda-specific app, to get a cab to barely make it to the airport on time. So Whoa. that's that's who okay. Nicholas is. And anyone who hears these stories about him is just like, yeah, I have 20 of those stories. Yeah, It's just so funny being in the house with these pictures all around <laughs> of like the dad is knighted. He's shaking hands with every world leader. And then the son is like, it's just almost like Tommy boy. It's, it's amazing. My, my version of that is uh, my dad fought in World War II on yeah. Guadalcanal and won a Silver Star medal. And I couldn't finish Call of Duty for Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would, so it was like I'd call him up and go, hey, when you were on Guadalcanal and you were like trying to get... Get the Japanese out of the, the yeah. base. Did you hit X? Is that how you get around? Do you, by hitting X really fast? How do you do that? Johnny, or it, you or are you just hitting Y? Johnny, you had to hit X triangle circle repeatedly. X triangle circle. Oh, you use a cheat code. Okay, Dad. That's how they did it back in World War II. They didn't tell us that. They all had yeah. cheat codes on Utah um, Beach. Well, I had I have like a little bit of a, an airport anecdote I just Do wanted it. to share. Um, so I traveled last week. I flew to the East Coast, yeah. and then I you know I flew back. Um, so when I travel now, you know I'm 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 sort of compulsive about traveling. So I I have this backpack that I I load up, and and I always um, I always travel with like a thousand dollars in cash because I'm I'm a cash guy. Yeah. Wow. I just, you, you don't know knows. you don't know what kind of situation you're going to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now that Having a green sweater is legal. I, I had a yes. little bit of that yes. in the backpack. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Um, so also, but, you know, I'm traveling with my kids and my younger kid about three years ago, 
we got on an airplane and before the airplane we said hey do you have to use the restroom she said no and we said are you sure so he said no and then she sat down and prior to takeoff just instantly peed in her seat oh, no. like just oh, thing. so yeah. i i now even though she's older i bring a change of clothes for her just in Smart. case this happens yeah. <laughs> but then I, as i'm about to head through security and i think they're going to pull me over i realize I have a backpack full of <laughs> money, drugs, and little girls' underwear. <laughs> and it just looks like the most incriminating thing in the world. <laughs> like, what is this guy going to do? <laughs> he has cash, drugs, and, and six-year-old girls' underwear. Oh, oh my no. God. That oh is my God. Great. What a dirtbag. You are confirming the rights idea of the left. Right I know. Now. I was just so thankfully the person in front of me got pulled over an extra screen because i was uh, like oh my god if they yeah. pull me in that would be god i'd pay oh to see god. that footage that um, is very funny but i almost i i mean i i missed by a day i was almost on the flight where everyone ripped their masks off oh, oh. right now what would you have done in that situation would well, you ripped or kept on no i would have kept on very angrily of course yeah. i would have been really upset about the whole yeah. thing because yeah. it's you know i but also like doctors wear their masks and the hospitals not everyone's wearing them they don't get sick i believe in the power of the mask to keep you well in in yeah. that setting but i <laughs> like part of me just i the, the inability to do this little thing for people you know because it's like i you know i'm visiting my mom, she has some underlying yeah. conditions. So you sign on to the plane ride thinking like, okay, well, at least there's this. And I can I, I, I can go to my mom with the assurance that I'm probably, if I keep my mask on, like not going to give her COVID. But now you can't yeah. do that. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Right. Yeah. But pardon me just now that everyone's so like joyous about it. Like, oh, and, and even the flight attendants were like, here's some champagne. Like right. throw them out, guys. That It's like, I just want to like rip off my pants and go, pants are a mask. <laughs> It's just a mask. It's Why true. do I have to do anything? Why do I have to cover anything? It's true. I'm just masking my chest. I'm tearing my shirt off. Let's cheer. We don't have to do anything anymore. Because I always think about the guy, and this this is one of those stories that I think was two years ago, but was now probably 15. The guy who just shit on the beverage cart. You remember that Yeah, guy? that was like 10 years ago now. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. don't know the story. And wow. ever since I've heard that, it's all I've wanted to do is just <laughs> shit on a beverage cart. It's like a it's like a worm in my brain that like I just have to I shit on a beverage cart. Shit. And so if I find out I'm terminally ill, like yeah. the oh. first yeah. thing I'm doing is booking a flight and I'm fucking shitting on the beverage cart. It's just fuck fuck everyone on the plane. Fuck the passengers, fuck the pilot for cheering and the let's go Brandon bullshit and fuck the steward oh, and stewardesses for like, oh, throw them, let's cheer. We're I know we're, we can get everyone sick. Okay, it, it, it's I totally agree with you, and I'm, I would I would keep my mask on too. But you have to think, like especially for these stewardesses, like these masks have been the source of like so much, so many problems over the last yeah. couple of years for them and their job. Like people fighting over them, refusing because the to put them on. Suck. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's the people. Like I mean, I can I can understand in a way stewardesses cheering at that because it's like, oh my god, thank God I don't have to remind another MAGA guy. To put his fucking mask on, right? No, I um, get it. Jesus Christ! Though, no, I we all hate, we all hate our jobs. Yes, <laughs> of course. That's why we're here talking about it. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I love that that story of the guy shitting on the carts is the one that stuck with you. Because like you have mentioned that several times I, over the years. I would say I think about it at least three times a day and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> and then every time I'm on the plane, I kind of clock the beverage cart and go like, how would I approach this? Because it's like climbing on it would be pretty hard. Like you would have to get on the, the seat arm. Yeah. And then sort of like... Yeah. It, it would be, yeah. I mean, it requires balance. And then the you have to have too. a shit like in the chamber. <laughs> in the well, chamber? that's obvious. Yeah. And you do usually. You said I, one take. One I, take. I do, you could yeah. Do yeah. Yeah. You'd be good with that. You'd be good for that. It's just, my, the, it's it's gaining purchase like a mountain goat. Like, how are you going to do that? My best friend in college at his wedding, like at the, the right before the wedding, we were all skinny dipping in this pool. And then he just said, I, I bet if I pointed to him, he could fart right now. And he just pointed at me and I just had this huge fart ready. And everyone was like, that was incredible. That's a top 10 life moment. Yeah. That's awesome. On cue. It was like the magician who just, the person you're with just somehow picks the card, like, and you just walk away because you go, okay, like they're going to think that was magic. That everything just lined up for me. Yes. I didn't really do anything, but it looked like magic. That's all so take that's, the credit. That's, that's awesome. Jewish magic. That's so funny. Yeah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Um, all right. That was fun to talk about. And yeah. now let's roll into something very unfun for us. It's time <laughs> for Johnny Jokes. From Bermuda, here, Johnny! <laughs> Awesome. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, there we yeah. go. Now we're flipping through Jonathan Leopold Carson. <laughs> I don't know his middle name. Uh, oh, this is interesting. Uh, speaking of COVID, uh, the FDA has just approved a new breathalyzer test for COVID. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine this traffic stop? Uh, sir, have you had a few hugs tonight? <laughs> Jabbing my way in. Yeah. Speaking of COVID, moving on from that one quickly. Instead of essential COVID information, the Canadian Health Ministry mistakenly tweeted a link to Pornhub uh -oh. on their website. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, on the plus side, the nation's population of barely 18-year-old stepsisters are now completely vaccinated. Stepsisters. All right. Oh, speaking of mistakes by officials, uh, new reporting reveals that police in California 
blare Disney music during traffic stops so videos of their misdeeds can't be published online. Yeah. Uh, When asked for comment, the chief of the highway patrol responded, "Uh, what can I say? It's okay. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Also can't use that. And now uh, we're close. We're closing with uh, this is this could go very wrong. We're closing with an Alec. Oh. This would be a joke that I might have told back in my stand-up oh. days. So oh, get the go. beverage cart ready. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get that leg up. Get the chamber loaded. Here we go. Well, uh, you, maybe you heard this. Uh, Dave Matthews, singer Dave Matthews, has released a new single after a gap of several years. Uh, The singer told reporters that even though he wasn't recording, music was always the first thing he thought of when he wakes up in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. Handing it off. And Alec. And Alec. Yeah. As he he goes 0.5 for four. You're in the books, (laughs) my friend. That's what's important. Okay, here we go. Uh, Los Angeles has seen a spike in so-called follow-home robberies. Yeah, these are where criminals zero in on a victim, trail them back to their house, and then fleece them of their things. Uh, And uh, I was sadly a victim of this. Yeah, about two years ago, a woman followed me home, married me, and then quickly (laughs) took all my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Unlucky in love was our Johnny. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Speaking of marriage, Shaquille O'Neal has finally opened up about what caused his divorce, and the truth may shock you. Shaquille confessed. (laughs) 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 Yeah, can you believe it? (laughs) We're showing a lot of we're showing a lot of range Range, today. (laughs) Okay. Well, here we go. Another one. Uh, Drama on the set of The Masked Singer. As the the jack-in-the-box was revealed to be none other than Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. And the judges did not like it. Judge Ken Jong stormed off the set, then stormed to his Ferrari, then stormed to his bank to cash his check, then stormed back to his mansion, then stormed back to work the next day. Taking a stand. What a storm. As long as you're storming. That was great. Great. And finally, a one-year-old baby in Brazil, born with two penises, had the larger one cut off by doctors. Yeah, and uh, he's doing well. He's doing okay. And as he came out of surgery, he actually said his first words, where the hell is the big one? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would have also, I thought you were going to go to the area like... uh, when he asked to keep them both, uh, the doctors said he had another thing coming. <laughs> that, that's, I should have done that. No, that's great. Where's the big one? That's what I would well, say. I mean, the story was kind of gross because, I mean, obviously, yeah. like, because so, they went into, okay, both of them could get erections, but oh. only the small one could pee. 
Oh, no. Oh, man. What a bummer. What a bummer. Make it pee. Add a pipe. Come on. Let's, let's, we, pipe. We've, come that, we've come that far. We and that, it's like the premise of a bad horror movie. Imagine you had the biggest dick ever but couldn't pee. Okay, I guess. I love it that we've come to the, the point in technology where people can type out their thoughts, but we still can't let this guy keep his big dick. Come on. Are we focusing on the right stuff here? But also, like, asking. one of them had to be out of alignment yeah yes right? of course oh, they didn't go into that that would be that is very funny um before we get started i know we're going to read an email now i just want to promo briefly our show next week because we're very excited about it we are fortunate enough to have the great tom gamble and max pross on next Yay. week now for fans of the show you know that Tom sings our law during high note at the end, which we'll, we'll, we'll hold off till then because we love hearing it. And uh, Goldie and I have worked with them before. We're going to talk about partnerships, writing partners, which obviously they're maybe the best people in the world to talk about that, except that theirs has gone like swimmingly. So maybe, <laughs> maybe not. But Well, I mean, just their resume is incredible yeah. if, if you'd start yes. at the beginning. It's yes, SNL. Saturday Night SNL, Live, I, yeah. Letterman, Seinfeld. Curb, Dads, The Simpsons, The Simpsons, you The Simpsons, yeah, and the, the uh, Gary yeah. Shandling, uh, Larry Sanders. Mm, no, Ooh, the, no, Larry the Sanders. Gary Shandling show. Yes, I think. Gary Shandling yeah, 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 show. Yeah, okay, all right, they didn't get on the good one there, but that's okay. They got a <laughs> lot of good stuff. No, that the, it's Gary Shandling show was very funny. It's just you know Larry <laughs> right, Sanders, right? Singularly great, but we're we're thrilled they're going to be here next week, and so. Do not adjust the sound on your phones. That is Tom Gamble's voice when you hear him next week. Yes. <laughs> it's worth worth the wait. Yeah. So that's Looking very exciting. And now, uh, JC, let's get into uh, an email that we yeah. got from one of our listeners. Yes. This is from Carolyn Gressel. Yes, I know her. Hi, Carolyn. And Thanks for listening. Yay. Okay. The subject is Patriots minus Brady plus day equals reenactment. Dear ATDD gang, through no fault of my own, I happen to be in Goldie's hometown of Lexington, Massachusetts. Yeah. On Patriots Day weekend, I was overwhelmed by the reenactments going on around me. I almost ran into a family on the crosswalk as I gazed to my right at the reenactment in disbelief. If you're wondering what part of town this was, it was Pleasant Street, which almost turned into Unpleasant Street. Bazing. If not for my multitasking skills. My question is, as a young lad, did you ever participate slash enjoy these enactments? But truly, wait, hold, I can't. There's a couple typos here. Let me fix that. But I truly am. Yeah, let's go as over I'd love to hear time, a But I, I thought I no, did. No, no, everyone's Fallon. <laughs> Waltz on in, guys. I just, yeah, JC, I you just come in am, looking like that. And, okay, go ahead. <laughs> but I truly am writing as I'd love to hear a rant on this tradition, if applicable. Thank you all. Goldie. You are all doing an amazing job. So happy to witness Alex's success fifth hand. Yes. I don't get that. Fifth. Uh, it's, it's more like second hand because she's good friends with Viner. And I've met her several times. I met her, I think, <clears throat> back in New York when we were living there many times. And she was always very supportive. She would come to comedy shows. She would come to our oh, sketch lovely. shows. Like she's just a really nice person. So 
It's more secondhand, Carolyn. Okay. It's oh, not fifth lovely. hand. You know, you're you're closer. Yeah. So thanks, closer. but Goldie, let's let's hear about the reenactment. Yeah. So I, I I thought this was an interesting thing to talk about because you know it's a regional thing, and I I don't know the rest of the country is completely aware that Patriots Day is celebrated as a holiday in Massachusetts. Everyone gets the day off, yep. and in my particular town where I grew up, it was where the Revolutionary War began. It was the first battle, the Battle of Lexington and Concord. Shot heard around the world. That's right. And so yeah. they do a, a, this great thing every year where they reenact it. And at like five in the morning, a guy, Paul Revere, playing Paul Revere, rides through town on a horse screaming, the British are coming, the British are coming. The British march into town and meet the uh, colonial soldiers in the middle and, and they, they have a battle on the town green. And so uh, a couple stories I do have about this. Um, one time when I was a youngster, uh, we got there early to watch and I was, you know, in my little perch so I could witness the battle. And my dentist, my pediatric dentist, used to get shot every year. He was a, he was a red coat and he would get shot, Dr. Kopi. So that was a highlight for me to watch my dentist get killed. Um, so I, I, you know, I'd like staked out this little spot and I got shoved thrown to the side by what? local ABC Channel 5 news reporter Jorge oh. Quiroga so he could get a shot. <laughs> I can't believe you stayed loyal to them after that. So all these years later, I just want to just out Jorge Quiroga. And, you know, clearly he thought this was the story that was going to get him the big assignment to New York and he was willing to just toss a, a child. an eight-year-old child. child out of the way. <laughs> So that's one story. That's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, the second story is Piece that um, when I was in, I think I was in eighth grade. Um, Too old. I was I was playing saxophone in the marching band, and there was like awesome. eight saxophones. And then, you know, in in marching band, they they rank you. I don't know if they still do this, but they would say like your first chair, chair. your yeah. second, whatever. And I was like the last one, and <laughs> I didn't want to be the last one. And so you're allowed to challenge the person in the chair ahead <laughs> yes. of you, and then you each have to play a piece. And then the the conductor, the teacher says, and so like I challenge the person in front of me all the time and just lose, right? Like I just That's great. get destroyed. But I was like, fuck this, I don't want to be the last chair because you end up just playing, you know some, you know, C-sharp quarter notes <laughs> twice in the piece as opposed to having like a good... So anyway, right. the, the, the guy running the orchestra said, uh, we don't have a tuba player, but you could be the only tuba player in the oh, entire nice. school no. system and the school will give you a tuba. And wow. of course, as kind of a weirdo, this really appealed to me. So I, <laughs> I learned the tuba and the tuba is not amazing. that hard because it's just bass, like boom, boom, boom. Right, boom, yeah, boom. yeah. Boom, boom, boom. So you have to keep the rhythm, but it's it's ultimately like not so technically challenging as some of these other more melodic parts. So anyway, I was playing right. the tuba and then not realizing that part of that included marching in Patriots Day. And so I was maybe four foot ten, maybe 70 pounds and had to carry the giant sousaphone that you see like wrapped around and... And it is like a three mile march oh. through town. Ooh. And so I'm um, wearing like a wool worsted oh, blazer no. for the orchestra that, you know, has been in the school system for 40 years and oh. just stinks. Oh. And I'm, I'm carrying this thing. I'm so small. I can barely carry it. And then the rain starts. No way. Yes. And so we're <laughs> marching through town and I'm just like getting drenched and trying to keep this room. The whole orchestra fell apart. And I remember that there was a kid in front of me 
and he was playing the clarinet and he I'm not going to name him specifically because it, it, like he's kind of a nerd and whatever. And I remember it was raining and along the parade route, his mother came and just was like, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, we are getting you out of the rain. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, get in the car and literally pulled him out of the marching band. So it's like our ranks were thinning as we're marching into town. And I'm just like soaked wearing wool right carrying this thing and we get there and we're playing the thing and and it's sort of like a story that my my parents love telling was i i got home and i was really mad of course and then i was like i'm taking up the piccolo (laughs) and i slammed my door (laughs) that was funny then oh my god i thought i thought you were gonna say when the rains came that it was called off but no you had to match not back then not you had you know 1980 right uh 83 or whenever um yeah later later than that if you were 85 85 yeah yeah, 86 no they wouldn't now they'd call it off if it was like sunny yeah you can't get this i mean then it was like (laughs) let's have this little shrimp carrying this 50 pound instrument march in the rain through town it was it it, it was incredible it's so you know it's interesting because the idea of witnessing something like that like the reenactment i'm not totally opposed to it but the fact that it's at like 5 a.m it's like fuck off it's like okay that's when the battle happened i get it okay but put make it at 10 then That's everyone great. will go. Everyone no. will go and just enjoy it, it. You don't want everyone to go. It's like special if you motivate to get up and get I there. I know, it's, but I don't want to go great. for like a fucking polar plunge. You know, it's like that <laughs> oh, special do. too. It's like, I know you do, Mr. Wim Hof over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could never motivate to those things. But my dad and I went many times to the Old North Bridge and to the Lexington Green. And they're excellent places to go and look at if, uh, if you've never been there. So, uh, oh, look, look, my friend Nick Swan, who oh. I was talking about earlier, is oh. now walking Come say in. Hello. So you, you get a sense of really Oh, what he was saying doing. the nicest <laughs> things about How's you, everybody? Nick. You're going to love you hearing all. the podcast. He's <laughs> Bermuda sometimes. Yeah. Uh, he can't hear the rest of it. He looks so he's just yeah, we'll nice. come. And uh, you can get us at the airport, right? <laughs> bye. <laughs> say bye, Nicholas. <laughs> I called I'm it with the button. I called it with did. the shirt button. You did. You did. Yeah. He, Nick, my friend said what he remembered about you is that your shirt was unbuttoned one more than he would ever do it. You came in with it like that. <laughs> You're not man enough, he says. <laughs> well, I know that. He said he knows that. Um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so Lexington Concord, they're kind of awesome places to go and visit. Yeah. And I, was, I went with my went with my dad a lot. We enjoyed did. it. I was gonna say Goldie wasn't making history that took place in Lexington That's and right. with Paul yeah. Revere and yep. uh, Gelman. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Did he? Now, I've always had a question about that. Did you cast him because you guys look similar? Oh, good segue. Good no. segue. No. Uh, no, we did not. But we. Uh, <laughs> he actually, that. we recast the part, and the initial actor it was it was a great actor, and God, yeah. his name is slipping my mind. But it just was like the vibe was different than the show when we edited ah. it all together, and then we had Brett come in, and he was. Great. He's great. He's so yeah. funny. Yeah, Brett Gilman really is so funny. funny. He came in to do Family Guy maybe a couple of years ago, and he had one kind of long monologue. He just came in, absolutely nailed it, like added shit to it. He's <laughs> he's really funny. Yeah. Funny guy. Yeah. All right. Well, that leads us so nicely into our topic, JC. What a great question. Today we are going to talk about uh, casting. So, uh, yes, we're going to talk about how important it is to your show, uh, the different kinds of uh, pitfalls you hope to avoid but probably can't, 
the difference between casting for something like Family Guy or casting for a live action show and just kind of like the process overall and how it's not really what you think out there. So Goldie, I know you had some very good casting. Yeah, this may be, and since so many writers are also actors, this may be useful to them in that capacity that, you know, I think a lot of us, if anyone for one second was like, you can perform instead, we'd be like, bye writing. Yes. hundred percent. Cause it's so much more fun. It's way more fun. So much easier. Feeds your ego way better. People treat you so much better than they treat writers. That's weird, Yeah, it's just a way better life. (laughs) You know, people are always bringing you stuff. But so (laughs) it's it's interesting because I think what people think happens in these situations is the showrunner, producer, creator just auditions people and has complete control and says, yes, this is that person. Yes. Yes to that person. This fits my vision. This is the cast we're going to assemble. And the, and the truth is that unless you're one of five people, you have the illusion of control, but no actual control. Right. Here's who has the control. Yeah. The people who bought the show. Uh, Ah, yes. They have the control. And you learn this. Instantly. Quickly. Quickly. Yes. Very quickly. Okay. Because yeah. you say your ideas and then it turns out they have a list of about 20 to 30 actors for comedies yeah. and that's what they want. It's from they that pool? Them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they, and if you're not on that list, the odds of you getting the part are infinitesimal. If you're not on the list... The odds of you getting that role are small. <laughs> yeah, well said. Ooh, small. Let me Thank look you. that up. Yeah, tiny. Minuscule. <laughs> Minuscule. <laughs> there you go. Microscopic. But, and it's, so, funny, it's funny that you say that because, you know, and we'll get into more specifics. But, I didn't know about the list. But yes. Until I is, had to do it. There is a list. And for some reason, when I was doing this, and I think you were your shows were a couple years after, but when Dad's was coming through, one of the names that was on everybody's list was this guy Kyle Bornheimer. Do you remember him? And mm-hmm. he's a funny actor. Like, he is very funny. But for some reason, every studio had an agenda like, we, oh, you know yeah. who'd be perfect for this? Kyle Bornheimer. So it just became <laughs> like this weird thing where, like, we knew going in that somehow he was going to be pushed to the top of the list. And that speaks to your point of, like, there is a list. They stick to it. And they probably vouched for these people now for like three different casting seasons and it hasn't worked out. And then you you get him, you know. Well, one of the main reasons they may have picked up your show was because they thought it would be good for this person. Yes. Like they may have worked totally backwards yes, from what you think right. happened. Like you think they read the script and they thought I was a genius and they just gave it to me on merit. Right. And it's like, no, no, you were a piece in a larger puzzle and not yes. even the biggest one. And generally... Like, I think the life cycle of these lists is these people have been tested in some capacity before. So they've either been on a show that already worked, that they liked, or they were on a pilot that they thought the person was great, but the script and the rest of the show didn't live up to their promise. So what they need, this person needs, is a new vehicle. But then if what happens is they put them in this, they put them that, they use them a couple times, then they're a person who's been in a couple things, none of them worked, and then they're off the list and right. it's some other person's uh, on the list. Yes. Okay. And you know what was funny about that era too, and maybe you went through this as well, because I know how much we both love this particular actor who was on the list all the time was Thomas Hayden Church. 
Oh, uh, yeah. They, clearly 20th had a uh, some kind of deal with him or something because his name was being put forth. Like, and, and it's one of those things where if you if you work in Hollywood and you get to the point where you have pitch meetings and people are liking your pitches and taking your pitches, you'll often hear a name in the very first meeting that just gets sort of floated as like a, yeah, like a, like a Thomas Hayden Church. And you don't realize <laughs> at that moment that's who it has to be. Oh, like, yes. oh, this casting director casually floated it at some early meeting. And you're like, yeah, like somebody like, like that. And uh, then you yeah. think of 100 people. But it's not 100 people. It's Tom, it's You're getting THC that day, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Thomas Hayden Church. Some so of the, it, and a, a lot of the people are great, like you said. Yes. We're not shitting on the list no, by any means. But, but we're also people. saying if you're an actor who's hoping, who's thinking like, I can go in and I can do this audition and blow them away. And, and yeah. yeah, and it's no. I yeah. mean, theoretically, sure, but realistically, no. It's it's even more improbable than you yes. think. Wow. And with dads, like just to to your point, the the illusion of of you, the creator, me, the creator, Goldie, the creator, being in charge of casting actually can kind of linger for a little bit because the way it goes, it's like minor leagues building to the major leagues. You sit down with a casting director and you can tell your casting director, these are the five people that I really picture for this part. And they will get them in among other people. But you'll probably watch like 20 or 30 auditions for every role. Of nobodies. Of of nobodies. The first thing they'll do is they'll collect people. They'll collect, Uh, when I say nobodies, I just mean non-celebrities and people they like and whatever, (laughs) who who are never going to do the part. Right. Like there's no way. And I I feel badly for these people. And I I, I like to think that maybe the one justification, and I think this is one of my main points I wanted to make to performers, is when you audition... And maybe you know this already. You're auditioning for every part, yes. Because yes. if if you do a good job in the lead thing, which you're never going to get, but they like you, then maybe yeah. there'll be some juicy guest star part. You know, three episodes down the road, and they'll say, "Totally, hey, remember that person who was really funny? Like, let's give them a shot for this, and they'd be available." A hundred percent. And well, and when you say that people come in who are, you know, quote unquote, nobodies, like they're just not, you know, famous. They haven't been on I'm TV. a nobody, by the way. <laughs> I'm a nobody as well. Right. But, but the thing is what happens there. And I think you kind of forget this. It's like casting directors, as much as anyone in the business, they become friendly with the actors. Like there's a relationship because the actors have to be nice to the casting directors because they're the ones, they're the gatekeepers yeah. for all these roles. And so everybody's so nice to casting directors the on the actor's side. So the casting directors naturally accrue a sort of crowd of, you know, a dozen actors that they love and they want to give opportunities to. And this is like their way of saying, like, come in and audition for dads. Yeah, it might be right for you. They probably know they're not going to get the part, but they're doing them a favor. Yeah. So anyway, you watch this sort of farm league at the bottom where you get to see everybody. And maybe some of the people you wanted as well. Like on Dads, we requested certain people. We got to see them and we ended up liking them. And then they go up and you have the real audition, which is in a room at Fox or whatever studio. And it's a little, you know, kind of like mini half classroom sort of amphitheater type thing. Which is the worst environment to act in where you go, you're in in a corporate (laughs) conference room. Yes. Now make it come alive. Yeah. Also, yeah. it's 2.30 p.m. <laughs> <Right>. Yes. 
<laughs> so you sit in that room and that's when you have to start paying attention to who's in that room because they are the people making the decisions. And certainly over at 20th, it was the head of casting and it was actually Dana Walden herself back at that time, which makes perfect sense. I mean, these are the people in charge, but you're right, Goldie. You go in as the creator thinking they loved my script. They think I'm an artiste, yeah. you know, like they I can do whatever me. I want and I'm going to, you know, paint this canvas with the people I want. Well, that's, it just never happens that way. And in fact, on dads, we had, you know, it ended up being Martin Mull and Peter Riegert were the two dads. Well, we had two completely different dads that, that we wanted mm. before then. Right. And one of them was Edward Harriman, who's passed away, who's in Lost Boys and Looking whatever. Right. He was an actor forever. And I can't remember who the other guy was, but we <laughs> so wanted great. them. And we were all high on them and like, we got them, you know, Kilborn, we got them. Yeah. And they auditioned for casting and Dana and other executives. And instantly there was sort of a, you know, Roman Coliseum thumbs down, you know, Whoa, you felt on it. them. It was and just by like the a- way, they'll. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They'll salt the earth on some of those auditions. If they don't want them, it, it doesn't really matter the performance. If their heart has turned against, you know, yes. Edward Harriman, and then mm-hmm. you're like, but he's so great. Like, you'll never look good in the situation where you're, it, it's Michigan J. Frog. Yes. It's, you are showing them a frog in a top hat who does oh. a dance, and then the frog will not dance in the corporate boardroom. Never. I've seen it a few times now. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then yeah. you're putting a shine on it. You're sweating. You're like, I swear to God, the frog did dance earlier. <laughs> right. and, and, and I will say to, to their credit, to the credit of obviously Dana Walden and, and the head of casting, like they, they kind of know what they're doing a little bit better, uh, way better. Than well, they like see the I, I picture of the marketing and the poster. Right. And they the, see all that. The, 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 this person with that person is a media story and, yep. you know, the person's personal background and journey. That you're like, I don't yep. care about that stuff. Yeah, go ahead, JC. You have a say, question? Um, when it comes to dads, I, always, I don't even think of the dads, weirdly. I only think of uh, Seth Green and... And Giovanni. Yeah. Just, well, I mean, that might have been part of the problem, yeah. why the show wasn't as successful. <laughs> Isn't that weird? But, no, it's... It, it, so, you, but you bring up a, another interesting casting part of it, which is for the sons who ended up being Seth Green and Giovanni Ribisi, to start with... We loved this young actor, again, who was kind of in the nobody category at that point. He's kind of gone on to do more interesting stuff since then, and he's probably glad he was never on Dads. But there's this actor named Gil Ozeri, and he's very funny. Like a young comic actor has kind of like a, almost like a Woody Allen, Jerry Lewis combination. He was just hysterical. 
And we also like this other actor named Tommy Dewey, who's been in a bunch of stuff since then, very like kind of handsome, sort of straight man kind of guy. But we wanted them to be in the show. And we had them as as the sons. And then, again, the people that know better how to market things stepped in and said, hey, what about Seth Green? And so you can't argue with Seth yeah, Green. He's, like he's a, a known quantity. And, like, we were excited to have him. And then, obviously, when Giovanni came onto the show, he's, a you know, an unbelievably talented actor who's way better than the material we gave him. And uh, we again, we were we were lucky to have them. So they they put a team in place that on paper could have been successful. But it was yeah. like Goldie. I can't think of the NBA equivalent of like a like you know the Lakers that had like uh, Gary Payton and uh, well, you like know, this year's Malone. Lakers, yeah, Carl Malone. Lakers. And it was just like oh, disaster. Should have been good, wasn't. Yeah. Well, I what I mean, you brought me to my second point, which was yeah. The, what sort of ends up happening is you start with this list, as we said, but then that might not have matched your vision of it. So as you're kind of mulling over the decision, the first people on the list get taken and then everything is thrown into chaos suddenly. Like where you go, now we can't get this unknown person we like, but we can't even get the known person they want. Right. And that's where like people like Seth Green come out of the woodwork because there are people, they're called offer only, meaning- yeah, they're, they're too not big. auditioning. Yeah. They're not auditioning for you, for right. you and your stupid show that's nothing. They're yes. not going to come in and read the lines and have you be the judge. What they're going to do is be the powerful person and go, I'll come save your show that has no cast, that everyone yeah. is suddenly turned on because you don't have a star. And I'll come in for way more money. Yeah. And I'll do it. But I'm not going to read for you. <laughs> oh, boy. And so then you're in a different class of people. And it's it's interesting because sometimes the person goes a little too far. Like uh, in making history, we were kind of encountering this problem, casting the female role. And so at at some point I get a message from my assistant and she says, "Um, uh, there's a message for you. And it's Joanna Garcia Swisher will meet with you. And I'm like, (laughs) what? Joanna Garcia Swisher has agreed to meet with you. And I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Isn't but that she's Nick, agreed to Nick Swisher's not, wife? Right. She wasn't on my radar, but yeah. she's an actress. She's probably talented. I don't know. But it was like, she will meet with you, which I, <laughs> yeah. I hated the tone of that. Where right. I, was, yes, I said to course. myself, like, I didn't ask for this meeting, but you, oh, you will condescend <laughs> yes, to come sure. down from Swisher Mountain and, and yes. meet with me? And so then it became, you know, uh, producers, everyone telling me, like, you need to meet with her because she's Joanna Garcia Swisher. And I was like, again, I don't know <laughs> who that is. Wasn't on my radar. Like, I feel like I'm doing the favor a little bit, but uh, okay. I And so, because Lord Miller, who are big movie producers, were also yeah. producing the show, you know, it was like, okay, we're going to have our meeting with Joanna Garcia Swisher at Lord Miller offices. And yes. so she got wind of the fact that Lord Miller weren't going to be there. And I was in the conference room ra- waiting for her. And then she found I was just me. And she she didn't come into the room. She left. <gasps> oh, how rude. It was oh just me. So she wouldn't God. meet with me. Right. She oh. actually wouldn't. But it was like things like that start that, happening where. What uh, a kick it, What a humiliating kick in the crotch right. that kind of shit is. It's yeah. Just, it's so just it's, real it's, rude. You start getting caught in, the, in, in a name game that also, um, you know, I it, it would behoove you as a producer creator to be as aware of all the actors out there as you can be, which I am not like, I'm not someone who, when I see a show that I like, 
goes, who was that? I just go, hey, I enjoyed it. I wasn't thinking about that stuff. Right. I'd rather yeah. not know who it is because anytime I know something personal about an actor, uh, I, I can't enjoy myself because right. I'm just yeah. thinking about the person. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I totally agree. It's funny for, for dads because the dads were older, older characters on the show. And that's not, you know, it's not usual that older actors will have a double opportunity on one show. You know, it's almost oh, yeah. like a mini Golden Girls where like all these people were coming out of the woodwork. So like we got to audition Hal Linden, you know, from oh, Barney Miller. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and he was, he was so on the jokes. He was so perfect, except it's not his fault. His, his teeth wouldn't stay in his mouth, you know? So it was like he <laughs> oh was God, so old. That like it wasn't going to work, but his right. mind was right there on yeah. every joke, like the way he delivered it. But we, also in that situation, yeah. to my point earlier, I would in the back of my mind go, at, at some point during the season, it might be funny to learn one of the dad's dads is still alive. Yeah. And that person yes. is Hal Linden. Yes. Yeah. Right? That, like know, that's what? the math that I why, like, why that I enjoy doing. Then? <laughs> well, I wasn't Jeez. invited to be part of the casting because you guys know, had you it all under the control. Show. Yeah. How did <laughs> that go? <laughs> <laughs> nice one. But in that in that auditioning session, just to get back to the older actors, to give them a little love, uh, we also had Richard Chamberlain of oh, the wow. Thornbirds, like sort of great British old, and he was awesome. That would be funny. He, he just looked that. very weird. He was very tucked and facially, you <laughs> oh. know, altered. So it was a little off-putting. But then we had Ronnie Cox, who was in Deliverance. He was oh. the, the chief in Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. He's that white-haired actor yes. who was like a bad guy in a lot of 80s movies. He was awesome, and he was full of stories. So the audition process was actually quite fun. Like we went in every day and kind of heard someone who made us laugh or met some kind of legend that we were very well, happy with. The, yeah. I also the enjoyed really, um, as you get to the guest star part, where you get to exercise more creativity yeah um in both yeah, we, my shows we hired your wife yeah she was great oh, yeah cool. she was great she was great yeah. on the show. she was also great that. on making history she played al capone's wife she was hilarious but you know making history in particular um watch it. it's very rare for a you know i think every writer as we said has the fantasy of being an actor and and a lot of comic writers have performed in sketch and stand up on their own and yep you know, you unfortunately, when you enter the writer's room, you're kind of making a decision you're never getting out. Um, and it was yep. <laughs> like one of the things I take pride in with making history was Yasser Lester, who had been a writer on Carmichael and, and Girls and was someone who he did the miraculous breakthrough thing on making history. Like there he was, was a, funny. There oh, was a really list good. of other actors, whatever. And he just kept coming in and being so strong and working and working and working. And and now he's just a full fledged actor, although he still writes. I mean, he, that he has a career as an actor, but I remember when we were casting for um, John Hancock and Sam Adams, those parts were originally in the pilot, like two lines. They were just in the, in the tavern. And we got um, two guys came in. One is Neil Casey. Who's, if you know who he is, he's in many things and hilarious. And another was John Gemberling. And they, they both sort of in the audition, I was told, oh, these guys are also writers. And so I hated 
that instantly where I was like, well, I'm a writer too and I want to yeah. be in the show and I can't yeah, be in the show. So me. I was kind of angry about it. And then um, I, like I was so blind with rage, I didn't really see the audition. I, right. I, I was, all I saw was You're my own ahead. rage. Yeah. And then afterwards people were like, that was really funny. And I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, they're writers, you know? So, and then I watched the tape and I was like, this is really good. And then when we were on set, Jared Hess, the director, started saying, well, let's do a take where you improvise. And of course, I was like, well, I think the script is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and they started down. improvising. And of course, it's like so much better than the script. Right. And, right. you know, I've subsequently become very good friends with both of them. But it, it, there are, you know, you can get your foot in the door with a one, two line part. And then all of a sudden, we're writing episodes for them because they're so funny. Yeah, Totally. You're and it's a dream, like, once you, as a creator, are able to release your own ego from the words of this thing. Like, it, it was a dream to watch them improve the stuff and then just inhabit these characters. And it was like, it must be why Curb Your Enthusiasm is so funny and fun is, like, you when people just feel like they can do what they want. Yes. And, and they feel safe doing it. Like, it, yep. it was just, like, a really just, magical thing to watch them. Just wind Richard Kind up and watch him go. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's funny how, you know, you can create the whole thing and maybe you have the dream of doing some little thing. And I was listening to our podcast last week to kind of catch up on what's going on. Yeah. And um, yeah. they run these ads. <laughs> and it's like, here, you and I are both semi-professional voice actors. Like we, yeah. we're professional comedians. They don't let us read the fucking ads on our own podcast. No, not I yet. Think that's, uh, yeah, I think we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. They have to trust us a little more. Yeah. They don't trust you yet, Goldie. We've, we've been talking about it, back-channeling. Oh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they don't I'm know that you're a wild regularly. card. They don't know what you're going to do with the GE ad. They don't know, I get that. They don't but know I, guess, I guess one thing we haven't talked about, which I, I wanted to get to, um, was what any advice we have for actors coming in to audition. Well, Goldie, you used to say this about coming into any kind of office, like as an assistant or whatever. When you're coming in to audition as an actor, for the most part, like you want to impress and make the people like you in that room when you come in. So as you said before, coming onto a lot, you know, whether it's the guard at the gate or the guy who, you know, gives you your coffee, like just be nice to everyone there because you don't want any little story from somebody's assistant coming back. Like you see that actor, like he, you know, he was such an asshole in the waiting room or whatever. It's like, just, just be nice, be pleasant, and feign enthusiasm for what the project is. Like, I don't care if you don't like it, if you don't get it, when you're in there, it's great. Yeah. You tell the people, great job, nice to meet you, give it, be pleasant. You know, you can have a, a little short story if it's funny enough, but if it's not funny enough, don't tell it. Because I can't tell you how many people came in thinking like, oh, I'm going to do a little comedy with these comedy writers. That <laughs> never goes well. So it... It no. better be bulletproof funny. If One you're funny tell a little thing. joke. One funny thing. That's it. One funny thing. Quick. Did you have any thoughts, Goldie, about what yeah. they can do? So I, I then this was just something that I saw over and over again. Is I know it's hard to be totally off book, but be mostly off book because yes. if you think you're so fucking special, you're going to get a part by people just watching you read off a piece of paper. <laughs> you are sadly mistaken. You're or right. if you think. You are such a genius that you're in the moment going to improvise a part completely different from what they want. And then that will become the part in, rather than the thing they've worked a year on. You're nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so just 
try to be the part. <laughs> That's very good advice. I could see you talking to like a locker room full of actors at halftime with that yes, speech. Yes, totally. We got to get that one line. Um, that's very funny. Now, just let's briefly talk about Family Guy because it's a totally different experience, but that's where we are now. So Family Guy, all that stuff we just said about higher-ups needing to give thumbs up to any kind of casting, that really doesn't happen unless it's like a very major role on the show. So every week on Family Guy, we probably have 10 to 20, you know, people recording voices, different people, bit parts, small parts. Family Guy, luckily for for me and Goldie, uh, Seth trusts the writers to do some of the voices. So oftentimes you'll hear, you'll hear Goldie's voice, you'll hear my voice, you'll hear Danny Smith's voice, another writer. And yeah. so a lot, some of the roles are, are gone there. But for voice actors auditioning, they just put themselves on tape or on their phone, really, and send files to probably you, JC, and then they get sent no. to us. No, well, you could have backed me up Sorry. There for the story. <laughs> I'm like, don't but, send so, them to me. Okay, <laughs> anyway. So, it's only been somehow, on the air 24 years. They, they get sent <laughs> to casting. Let me, let me correct that. They get sent to casting. And casting can make their recommendations because they, again, like live action casting, they like people. They have relationships with people. So they'll yeah. push their people, but they're not insistent. Ultimately, the, the decision is, is up to kind of me or Rich who will do the voice or Seth if it's like a big deal. So for those kinds of things, it's not as important to, to, to be all those things. Just make your voice sound good. You know, when, when you send in your audition, don't have shitty quality. Just again, like what Goldie said, read the part as given. Don't try and give us your own little fractured take on whatever we've sent you. And uh, it's easier that to get cast on a on an animated show, I believe, than it is to get cast in a live action show. Can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. That when people, when they are casting someone new, does the casting department then put out a notice like, "Hey, we're casting for this type of voice"? Like, where, how do people know when to send in send in a snippet or an audition? By reading well, variety. No. <laughs> yeah, the Is hottest paper in town. <laughs> Did you see this? <laughs> Family Guy needs a couple of cabbies. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, most of the time they don't have to send in auditions. So if the part is just some, you know, kind of three-line part of a waitress or, you know, any, we have a lot of those parts on Family Guy that yeah. are like two, three lines, maybe at most, and they want to give it to, a, a you know, somebody they like. Um, but it's not something that requires us to hear like six different people reading those three lines. Right. So oftentimes we'll just trust casting yeah. to give us someone who they think is right for a part. Right. But a lot of the times we have someone in mind as we go through, like we use a very talented guy named Ralph Garman all yeah. the time. And he's just excellent at nailing like sort of an angry middle-aged white guy. So, And we have a lot of those characters. So. <laughs> Whenever there's a character like that, I'm always, you know, they'll suggest someone will be like, no, 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 Ralph Garman or John Viner, who's not asked to be part of this podcast. He's got a great voice <laughs> yes. and he does all of our announcer yeah. things on Family Guy. So whenever you hear a joke that begins, we now return to that's John yeah, Viner he's great. Uh, and he's perfect at those. So we already have a lot of the roles kind of mentally in place in our mind. And then there are usually like half a dozen each week where we need casting to say, this is who we think could do that part. And, and they're usually right. So it's a, it's a good system now. Oh, cool. I think. Yeah. I would say if, also if you're looking to do voice work, 
that, you know, the specificity is the key. And sometimes like I've, I've noticed if I do an impression of someone who was real in my life, it's so much funnier to people than if I try to make up some theoretical thing. Like yes. I was in a writer's room the other day and we were talking about a, like a, a gym teacher and I had this gym teacher named Mr. Hunt who, who <laughs> was, was like name? the, the sort of classic <laughs> sexist gym teacher and his, his big line. And this used to get a huge laugh in high school when this was how he sounded. He'd go, all right. Boys on one side, girls on the other. Boys, go to the soccer field. Girls, sit down. <laughs> it was like a real thing. And then people were like, oh, right, we should do that in the script. But it's like, you know, it's better than what I could make up. Right. There was this like right. sexist gym teacher who sounded like a weirdo. And yeah, you, know, it, you, you know it's real because it was real. Right. It's funny that you bring up gym, gym teacher because we had one named Mr. Burke, Mac Burke. He had a big Boston <laughs> accent, Mac. And uh, we, it was the JV basketball team. He was the coach. And we had a kid on our team who was like chubby even by that age standards. It was like a, And in the middle of a game somebody threw a pass to him and he like the kid fumbled it through his hands and it went out of bounds and he just goes ah oh, eddie if that was a cupcake you would have had it <laughs> <laughs> that line stuck with me till this day he'd be in jail for 15 years he would, he would. I so, have, oh, sorry. yeah go ahead i have one more question about casting so I'm trying to get through this quickly I know, for you. I know, I know, but you. I just have one more question because <laughs> okay. this question comes up so often to me. Sure. Where people are saying, "Oh, well, this person or I really want to get on get into voice acting. Can you get me on Family Guy?" And obviously I can say no because I can't. You should. But I'm always saying, "Well, you got to get an agent, you know, because this yeah. is the everybody wants to do voiceover. This is the hardest gig to break into." Yeah. So I it just I want to or I just want to like make it clear that it's not easy to book these jobs. Well, I don't people, know. It? It's interesting because I uh, maybe I disagree with that uh, premise a little bit, and I hate to open you up to being now someone who has to say, "Okay, send me something." Don't but send me could, something. You could you could be that person and then pass it along to casting, and then you're done. So. You, you could pass because you, you can pass it along to them, and I've and done that with, with somebody that I know is amazingly talented, and I know had an agent, and he's one of my best friends, and we've used him on Family Guy. Nice. That Who is it? You can shout him out. Patrick Stump. Patrick oh, Stump. I love him. Yeah. He was. What band was he in? He's or in, is he in? He's still in Fallout Boy. Yes. That's so right. and you know it's like yes, I have a lot of friends who come to me. And, hey, dude, what do you think of my voice? And I'm like, okay, well. You can't, you, you haven't been trying to do for family guy. That would be good. See, I'd like that. We could use that. Right. <laughs> I wonder if you can get me. <laughs> and Goldie, just because you, you just sort of brought it up, but you, you have to tell the folks out there, you recently had a part and we called you in to re-record oh, what? Literally. Oh, oh God, I can't even remember. It was oh. one word and it was like, Oh, it was the word yes. yes. I had to drive. It was an hour was of my awesome. life so I could go, yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. That's exactly right. Yes. Yep. There's nothing harder than having a one word role, by the way, right. because it's like you just get in your own head of like, then all of a sudden it, you're like, is yes even a word? Yeah, totally. What, is it, what does it mean? <laughs> and, and then how would, how would you say it if anyone said something where you would say yes? 
I know. And then you're like, you start finding yourself going like, yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> yes. yes. So, hang uh, on. Let me let me do it again. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Yes. Hang on. Uh, yes. 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 Like, no, can we? Sorry, folks at home. All of a sudden, you're recast. (laughs) (laughs) Recast for yes. Say no to yes. But the the funny thing is, we even, it made it harder for you because the note that we gave you is basically like, sound more like yourself. Which is even more in your head. It's it's very funny because I've heard from my friends who listen to podcasts, like, anything I do, People go, yeah, I felt like you were kind of amped up. Your energy was kind of different. If you were just you, like people act like there's this second better version of me that's somehow accessible only when I'm not doing something. But the second I'm doing something is way better than what I'm doing. And if only you could just do the thing that you actually are and not the thing that you're, you are as you're doing it, you'd be great. And it's like, well, I can't do it, obviously, because when I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And then when I'm not doing it, I'm not doing anything. So what do you want? Yeah, no, you're, great, just, you were, you're great, though. You're great. You have a very, <laughs> you have a flat tone that we, we love on the show. Flat um, now we're about to get into our next segment, but I just want to reiterate, because that's how excited we are, that next week, if you listen to this show, you will be listening to the great Gamble and Pross talk about being partners, writing partners in Hollywood for many, many successful years, right yes. up until Dad's. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Yes. I'm recording it. I'll you, I'll send okay, it. These are, if if I fucked up the audit the audition or the part here, just yes. Yes. There Nailed you go. It. Yes. You pass. You pass the audition. <laughs> yes. All right. Now, yes. Let's get into a portion of the show we like to call top five. Top five. Oh. <laughs> Sounds beautiful. Uh, JC, talk us into this one. This was your topic. Yes, you know, and I actually found this more difficult than anticipated, just as Goldie thought. Uh, top five Whitney Houston songs. Mm, I wonder if I should go first because I just went kind of chalk. It's Go it's, for it. It's, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. I kind of yeah, feel like all just, of it is going to be like that. So, yes. Go like, ahead. I don't think I did anything, uh, you, you know, uh, there was not one unexpected move in my list. Same. All right. Go for it. Okay. Let's hear. Uh, number five, One Moment in Time. Oh. Oh, all right. <laughs> Good. See? No overlap there? No overlap. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, number four, Greatest Love of All. Yes. <laughs> God bless it's happening, it. and to me, <laughs> to me, of all people, it's happening to me. Who'd have thunk it? It's the greatest love of all. It's happening to someone else. Fuck them. Yeah. I want it to happen to me. No, in the song, it's happening to you. Oh, great. Oh, it's me. Good. As long as it's for me and not someone Goldie, else. I would posit that you're still learning to love yourself, which is the greatest love of all. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I, I, I decided a long time ago, I, I'm not going to walk in anyone else's shadow. It was, it was, I mean, it was like 18 years ago that I decided that. And how do you, how do you feel vis-a-vis failing and succeeding? It, no matter, you, you can't take my dignity. Try. Go ahead. Grab it. Grab it, my dignity. Handful of dust, buddy. They're trying to catch the wind. <laughs> uh, number three, saving all my love for you. Yes. Ooh, sultry. Yeah. yeah. 
Imagine a naked bald guy. (laughs) Naked bald guy on a bearskin rug. (laughs) (laughs) His second smaller penis. (laughs) But it can pee, folks. It can pee. Good news. (laughs) Uh, Number two. I will always love you. Yeah. I. Again, I. <laughs> me. These songs are love egotistic, it. egomaniacal. Yeah. Uh, and, and number one, and I, I have to say, I just have to preface this with this is like my totally frank and honest feeling that I thought this song sucked when I first heard it. Ooh. And as I get older, it almost brings me to the point of tears. Oh, wow. To like, I have to be alone when I listen to it. I almost can't say it without crying. What? I got goosebumps. I want to dance with somebody. Yes. With someone who loves me. (laughs) (laughs) I just, because your whole life you're wondering like, you're with someone and you're like, are they compromising by being with me? Is this real or is I'm, am I just, but I want them to actually have the feeling when they're doing it. Yes. Yeah. Then, and how do you, oh, I love it. How do, you, I love it. how do you feel about the heat? Well, I'd like to feel it. <laughs> with somebody. That's yeah. a great list. That's, That's a great a list. Really yeah. good list. Great and list. We got well, it's chalk. It's chalk. I'd be shocked if yours are so different. JC, let's save you for last. Okay. Just because this is your, your okay. special topic. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, we got a lot of chalk here too. Number five for me, greatest love of all. Yes. There it is. Yes. yes. And we forgot to mention that it's also the the music for the Dr. J tribute video on NBA oh, Superstars yeah. Volume 1, okay. which is very fun to watch. <laughs> I suggest you Google it. Um, okay. Number three. I want to dance four. with somebody. Number, Number four. four. I want to dance with somebody. Oh, okay. Again, there's Goldies. I want to feel the heat with somebody. <laughs> Number three, similar area, and I think it is a, an almost perfect pop song. How Will I Know? Oh. oh yeah. That song. Yes. Great little, it really gets you moving. And Whitney was not the greatest dancer, but we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> Weirdly, leave that aside. Right? Amazing singer. Um, number two. And I, uh. I, 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 I. There it is. Love that one. Could sing that forever. Hold that note. Literally. My little falsetto, weak, crackly voice. And number one, and this is where I went rogue. And maybe, Ooh. maybe JC's got this too. Maybe. But number one by a fucking mile Whoa. for me. Whoa. The national anthem. Yeah, I thought about oh. that. Did she crush yeah, she the shit did out of that, that at that Super Bowl? And you talk about something that makes you cry, that that I got goosebumps just thinking about oh, it. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I got goosebumps <laughs> just thinking about it. <laughs> Thank you. I can watch that at any time, and it brings the tears. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really. She nailed that. So watch yes. that on YouTube, yeah. folks, and tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> it's a it's great list. On your phone speaker. On your, your <laughs> <All right>. brilliant <laughs> phone Doing speaker. Doing it justice. All right, JC, take it away. Okay, my number five is Greatest Love of All. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Um, number four is All at Once. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, um, number three, this one kind of surprised me because I went and listened back to everything. Sure. I'm your baby tonight. Oh, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> very you? empowering. Yeah, shoulder shimmies <laughs> yeah, <totally>. galore. <laughs> yeah, you're feeling it. <laughs> totally. Uh, number two, 
saving all my love for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. And yep. then yep. Goldie, number one, I want to dance with somebody, hands yes, down. Yes, you get it. Wow. <laughs> you guys are in lockstep there. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. A lot of them. Well, that was, that was more fun than we thought when you said it, because Goldie <laughs> right. and I had a lot of texts like, no, it'll be okay. Come on. Comforting She's crying, Goldie. <laughs> I was going to, I, we had... I was trying to organize a mass walk-off. Like 33% <laughs> of the workforce walks off in one day. Um, all right. What do we and do now, next week? Whose choice is it? It's Alan. Oh, yeah, it's me. Okay, you know what? I had something, but I'm going to change it because Gamble and Pross are here. So I'm going to do top five comic strips of all time. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Top okay. five comic strips of all time. And I know Tom will be furious at all of our choices. <laughs> Number five, <laughs> shoe. <laughs> shoe. <laughs> yeah, An no, angry so journalist bird. We, we may have to put aside about 30 minutes of the show for that Tom list. <laughs> next this week. is going to be a nine hour show. I know. Yeah, I know. We got to start wait. wicked early. We'll have to yeah. start at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Let me just tell Tom and Max if they're listening now, we, we will have you back again. So you don't have to get it all out next week. Um, all right. Now let's move on to a portion of the show we like to call High Note. That was Max mixed in? Yep, surprise! <laughs> I love it. Wait, no, so wait, did you raise Tom's too? They re-recorded it. Oh my God, that's great. <laughs> so that was Tom and Max yes. singing it? Oh, surprise! That's well, maybe next week we get a, a, an exclusive live performance of High Note. <laughs> that <laughs> would be great that as well. And, and that was that perfectly uh, sort of uh, personified their relationship where Tom is going up high like a tea kettle <laughs> and Max is just holding that bass line. So we'll great. talk more about that twisted relationship next week. Okay, so High Note. I'll go quickly. Uh, last week, my high note was that I was we were going to Bermuda, our family. This week, the high note, very related, Bermuda itself. It's been awesome. Oh, and awesome. I will just say within that, watching Levy, who is six, first of all, just have fun everywhere. And second of all, every younger kid we've come across, within 20 minutes, they're holding hands, Aww. running in the surf, building sandcastles, like dancing. It's been so great to watch her do that because she's an only child and she hangs around with adults a lot. So she's comfortable with adults. And sometimes with kids, she tends to get a little bit solitary. So just watching her kind of like really open up on this trip has been amazing. That's awesome. That's really sweet. Goldie, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Yeah. My high note is it's just me this week. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I did a good job. You did. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Not on this, not on the no, podcast. No, in general, oh, around the okay, house. I was wondering. I, I did was a good job that. in the house this week. Did a good job oh. with my kids. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. You're took allowed to, to take a lap. Took them on a solo trip. I'm, I'm taking a lap. Yeah, I got to yes. learn from you. Do it. Yeah, do it. That you're, was you're, the lap. Yeah. You're Wade, you're Wade Boggs on horseback at Yankee <laughs> Saying Stadium. Saying the word me. It <laughs> went better than when I said the word yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to be able to use this version. And JC, I have no idea what this is going to be. You but no you idea. Want to give us I know. Note. And there are, other, there are some cool things that I wanted to do, but it has to be Stuchella. Stuchella. Oh, yeah. Stuchella. Yeah. It was, I guys, you know, Brett Colley, who is a writer on American Dad, asked me, how did it go? And I was like, oh, Stu, this, do that. And he goes, no, no, no. I'm asking you, how was it for you? And I just, I didn't have words. Yeah. The words were that it was an amazing performance. It was 
it just felt very special to be there. Right. It's being considered one of the greatest of like performances at Coachella of all I time. I read about it. Wow. I saw an article yeah. about it. On, it was like, on CNN. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. When, yeah. when the Batman logo was flashed onto the screen and they, the, everybody started playing. It was, yeah. <laughs> and then what is it? The Ice Dance or Ice Queen or something from Edward Scissorhands? Cried. Oh. Cried. Yeah. But Aww. yeah. And then the Simpsons going into the punk rock Simpsons and Pee Wee's Playhouse. It just, there was just so much, or Pee Wee's Big Adventures. It was so, yeah. it was so good, so much. And it went very well. And it was very special. I could see the Batman theme would give me chills oh, if I were at a big yeah. stadium and heard that that those opening notes yeah, and of live. It. You know, oh, it was oh, so and cool. this there was a moment where Danny just ripped his shirt off. Yeah, read about that. Too. Yeah, and he's just <laughs> covered with these new tattoos. I mean, he looks like like a maniacal composing scientist like it was just perfect for the performance and it you, was you will cool. never read that headline about me ripping my shirt off <laughs> never i can i'm locking it in now a thousand percent that will never that happen that's really funny uh, that was fun and yeah. the crowd yeah. has stitched his shirt back together and they're handing it to him <laughs> yeah. you go, Sam. they want it back <laughs> on him he's 68 which is so crazy he looks yep, I, amazing I, he's still i'm sh- i guarantee he looks better than i do well yeah anyway. he works at it Oh, thanks for agreeing yeah. so quickly. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I didn't mean to. No, 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 it's okay. You're right too, JC. You're, you're learning. Your instincts are correct. Um, that was fun, guys. I had fun yeah. talking this week for live from Same. Bermuda. Live. Uh, windswept hair and all. Um, <laughs> that was a fun show. So I want to thank everyone out there for listening. I want to thank you two for being awesome. And thank we you. will talk to you again next week. Prepare. I prepare. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah.